This is Adam Gorney back with the Respect My Decision podcast, joined today by Cole Patterson, who has been driving around the, the creation <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Cole, just kind of uh, just talk about your experience driving around. You you know from the Dallas area through Mississippi, seeing everybody in Mississippi. What was that like? And did you get lonely out there? <laughs> yeah, you know Mississippi can be a tough place to you know get around the state. Um, a lot of nothing in between uh city to city high school to high school things like that but you know i had a really good time um you know obviously i went to school at mississippi state got to work in the recruiting department so it kind of took me back home in a sense um but yeah i know i really enjoyed it and i feel like we got a lot of good updates out of it yeah happy you made the trip because definitely mm -hmm. mississippi for forever has been a very difficult place to see all those kids and there aren't many camps not many events so it's definitely important to get around. And and one of the guys that you saw maybe pushing as the best player in the state, one of the best receivers in the country yeah. is Aiden Williams. What does he look like in person? What was the kind of the feel that you got in terms of his recruitment and where it might be headed? Yeah, like you said, Aiden's definitely making a real push for that number one spot in Mississippi. Has had a really good, uh, really strong spring and summer, you know, seven on seven uh, camps. He looked really good at that Under Armour. Uh, next camp out there in Orlando or Bradenton, wherever that was, out in Florida. Um, he looks really good out there. And, um, yeah, really good-sized kid. I was able to see him in person. He moves really well, a really high-character guy. Um, as far as his recruitment goes, uh, it sounds like Ole Miss is really making a real big impression there. LSU was the dream you know, school growing up. I think those are the top two uh, in the best position to get him. I'm pretty close actually entering, you know, a future cast prediction in for Ole Miss. But, you know, I want to see a little bit more. He wants to take some visits in the fall. Uh, like I said, LSU is a dream school, so he's got you know, some interest there. South Carolina is a bit of a dark horse. I would be a little bit surprised if he were to go out of state that far to, to South Carolina. But they build a pretty good relationship with him. And then Mississippi State, you know, they weren't in his top six. But uh, behind the scenes, they're trying to make a push there as well. Um, obviously, they got the air raid offense. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Um, but yeah, Ole Miss, I think, is in that best position right now. He has a lot of influences and, you know, ties, connections to that school. Obviously, they have A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf uh, factors to sell there as well. Um, so I think LSU – or I think – excuse me, I think Ole Miss is team to be with LSU kind of uh, in second place right now. Yeah. One of the guys you didn't see, you didn't get to Raleigh to see Centering Perkins, but mm -hmm. there's been a lot of – kind of rumors and back and forth and it seemed like a few weeks ago maybe he was ready to flip to Alabama the rumor is his entire family are Alabama fans mm -hmm. um but you know Mississippi State is still there and then Ole Miss kind of what's your feeling and sense on him and where his recruitment is headed being you know somewhat of a uh long time Ole Miss commit here yeah like I said Sumter so and Perkins you know the number one player in the state of Mississippi right now um really athletic guy that can play running back, linebacker, kind of do it all. It's really fun player to watch on film. Um, like I said, he committed to Ole Miss uh, back in November. I think it was right after Thanksgiving last year. And Alabama offered in January, and he has made no secret saying that's his dream school. You know, like you said, he has an Alabama you know, influence in his family. They all kind of are cheering for Alabama. Um, but it's kind of his his own decision. You know, he made, he made Ole Miss the pick, and – Ole Miss still in a good spot to hold on to him, but Alabama has definitely made a push there, especially this summer. Uh, Mississippi State was able to get him on campus as well. So he's obviously, you know, at least a little bit open in that recruitment. But, you know, who I've talked to believes he'll stick with Ole Miss, at least right now. 
but I acknowledge Ole Miss or excuse me, I acknowledge Alabama as a real possibility of winning out in that recruitment. So definitely something we'll we'll keep uh, close tabs on. One of the kids that I've definitely liked on film and want to get your impressions of is Camarian Franklin, the 2024 defensive lineman who I think, and we've talked about before, could be a Jeffrey Simmons type clone. I, I remember covering Simmons in high school and thinking he was bigger. I look back, he was 6'4", 251, and Franklin is 6'4", 255, almost yeah. exactly the same size. It just, it just, I just remembered uh, Simmons at the All-American Bowl being bigger, certainly having a massive impact there. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on Franklin, where his recruitment is headed, and kind of that comparison. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a huge fan of Kamir and Franklin on film. You know, he came out to Dallas and did an Under Armour camp out here. It looked really good there. Um, you know, Mississippi has a strong history of producing defensive linemen. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, as you mentioned, Chris Jones is from the state. Fletcher Cox is from the state. And uh, he kind of fits that same mold in a sense. Almost all, I think all three of them played end in high school. I know uh, Simmons and Jones did for sure. And they kind of made the transition to inside and I think that's kind of what Camarion's going to do down the road. Uh, but he's good in as well. He has that versatility. He can kind of play all over. Um, good size, as you mentioned. Uh, really high-motored kid. Uh, I think he's just kind of scratching the surface of what he can be. He uh, doesn't work with a trainer. You know, he doesn't have any – he doesn't specialize in anything. He um, plays basketball, so he doesn't get a full year of development. So I, th- I think the upside there is really, really big. I think he's a guy that – you know, he's in that 2024 class, could push for a five-star, um, certainly by the end of it, at least be in that conversation. Uh, as far as his recruitment goes, I you know, so, oh, I think he's really open. You know, just talking to him, he really likes Alabama and Georgia. Obviously, those two offers are really big. Uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, are two in-state schools. But also Texas and Texas A&M, interestingly enough, have made a really big move for him as well. Um, he was supposed to get out of Texas this week, but didn't, but did make it out to Texas A&M. And they've seemed to really – make a big impression he told me they want him an end and that's kind of what he likes right now he kind of wants to stay on the outside and they've sold him on being able to play in that position play that role that visit really well so I think it's going to be a big race towards the end or until the end um, a lot of SEC schools involved but yeah a guy that you know we both really like yeah Isaac Smith is a kid who at the National Combine in San Antonio looked awesome he wanted to play defense. They didn't have a spot for him, so he sort of played like a like a tight end and still dominated. Looked great. His recruitment's kind of been all over the place, though. I know he said LSU was sort of the dream school, but now the in-state schools are there. Vanderbilt is there. There's a lot of schools kind of around and and, and things. And uh, for a guy of his talent, it, you usually have a better read on maybe where he could be headed by now. So, what was your impression when you went down to see him? And he is sort of another kid in, out in the country that uh, doesn't necessarily get the national attention maybe he deserves. Yeah, for sure. I know we're both big fans of him as well. Uh, you know, safety, one of the highest rated safeties in the class, uh, can play in the box, can uh, drop back in coverage as well. It's a really good overall uh, all-around player, plays with good instincts. And as you mentioned, Vanderbilt is a team to watch in this recruitment. You know, so far they're the only team that's gotten him in for an official visit. He uh, was pretty open to his interests there. Uh, he likes the academics. He likes what Clark Lee's doing down there in Nashville as well. Um, the one thing he did mention, he wants to see some progress on the field. Um, he didn't mention a number of wins per se, but he wants to see some progress and 
some momentum there in the field. And it's, I think that's going to be important if they show, if they can push for a bowl game or we show some early season uh, improvement, I think that could be big for them. Um, you know, he likes A&M. He likes Georgia. LSU's a dream school. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's going to be down to Georgia, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. Um, if Georgia makes a real push, I think it'll be difficult for him to turn down playing for Kirby Smart. Um, he said Kirby and Will Muschamp are both personally recruiting him. Obviously, they missed out on Caleb Downs. So we can see the heat really pick up there. Uh, Mississippi State's made a big move uh, this summer as well. He's you know, made some visits there. They've kind of sold him on being the guy on that defense. Um, similar to Vanderbilt, he uh, really wants to be you – know, he's not scared of, you know, going in trying to change the culture per se. You know, he wants to – make a big impact. I think those are the three teams in the mix. You know, he's going to eventually visit A&M in the fall. So that's a team worth watching, but how many spots are they going to take at DB? Uh, he plans to go out to Georgia as well, Mississippi State. Um, interestingly enough, he's an Ole Miss legacy, but they don't really seem to be in the mix right now. I think it's going to be between Georgia State and uh, Vanderbilt. Tobias Hinton is a guy who's very interesting. We gave him a four-star ranking early on. Um, he's from Hattiesburg. He's now committed to Mississippi State. Yeah. And he looks like one of those guys in the SEC that is going to get a lot more attention once once more teams see him. Um, mm -hmm. Long, athletic hits. What, what did he look like in person? Because film can be deceiving sometimes. And what was kind of your impression of him as, as you know, as a, as a four-star linebacker? Yeah, he's one of those, you know, Mississippi kids. He's not really exposed to a lot of the recruiting process. You know, he didn't really – know know how to handle it or kind of the ins and outs of it um to say the least you know he's very uh keeps on himself a lot but you know really good size good length a really good frame that i like and he's had to play all over at his school you know they've had him a wide receiver tight end um he joked they could play everywhere on the field but he said this season he'll finally get to focus on that on playing linebacker he said state Mississippi state has kind of told him he could play either outside or inside they do the three three five scheme right now with you know zach Arnett there and like I said, it kind of seems like a guy in the SEC is kind of just going to blow up once he gets on the uh, collegiate level in the, in the weight room and all of that. It might take a year for him to uh, really get his feet underneath him as he kind of transitions to one permanent position. But I really like the upside he has. He moves really well, gets sideline to sideline uh, really quickly. Um, I know Alabama was uh, keeping tabs on him as well. That uh, ultimately Mississippi State won out in that recruitment. But really interesting player that I think is going to be a big time guy in the sec down the road jacoby hobson his brother plays in starkville um mm -hmm. i don't know if that's like a guaranteed that he's going there but what was your sense mm -hmm. in terms of his recruitment where it might be headed and and sometimes you know brothers play want to play together sometimes they want to do their own mm -hmm. thing what was kind of your sense yeah um i don't think he's a lock to mississippi state at all um similar to Cameron franklin texas a&m has really made a really big impression there he kept bringing them up, even unprompted, that they are the team he really wants to learn about more. Uh, him and Camarion both visited this past week, and uh, the visit went really well. He visited out there in the spring and got the offer. Um, so I think if I think a and definitely going to be in the mix there. Texas also offered. Um, and it's going to be the two in-state schools. You know, he, it's kind of open right now, obviously, being a 2025. But I would, I'll say a and going to be a real factor throughout his recruitment. Yeah. Daniel Hill told me that Texas is the dream school and could be tough to beat for him. We'll see how that plays out. But when you saw Hill in person, what, what did you think of him? And then did it seem like he was going to leave the state? And did he talk a lot about Texas? Yeah, so Hill is, you know, an interesting player. He 
Uh, how does – I guess that would be a sophomore season ended a little bit early because of injury, but he said he's feeling better than ever. He thinks he's stronger than he was last year. Uh, he plays running back and wide receiver. Part of him wants to play running back. Part of him wants to play receiver. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, his dad wants him at running back uh, for, for what that's worth. And um, his dad, you know, he played defensive line at Mississippi State. They're pretty close to home. Um, but I don't know. I don't get the sense he's set on staying in the state. Um, he's He just visited Alabama. They're a team that to watch. You're kind of making a push. But, yeah, he's developing a really good relationship with Texas coach Tashar Choice. Um, they've kind of uh, had a really good connection. Um, but, yeah, I think he's also open. I think Texas is in the mix. State's in the mix. Alabama has made a big push. And Florida State's also a team to watch. He has a teammate, uh, Quindarius Jones, who's committed out there. He's made some visits as well. Um, so I think Florida State could be a little bit of a sneaker in, in that team, in that recruitment. The, the final one, Braylon Burnside, I loved him at the Rivals camp in New mm-hmm. Orleans. It's not like his recruitment is completely taken off as, yeah. as I expected, though. Um, mm-hmm. I do think this is a situation where a big junior season will help him a lot and mm-hmm. get him more exposure. One, do you have any idea how he got the nickname Stonka, which is <laughs> a very strange one I've never heard before? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then what did you think of him seeing him in person and uh, just getting a feel for, for what's going on there? Yeah, you know, Braylon, he's a – we actually knew about him when I worked at Mississippi State before he even took his first uh, varsity snap. Uh, you know, Oregon's offered him uh, before he even took his first high school class. And like I said, his recruitment hasn't blown up per se, but I think it could with a big junior year. We moved him up in the 250, and I think he certainly deserves that status. Once uh, play receiver or DB, you know, I think that's part of a reason why he hasn't blown up. He has been kind of stuck on receiver, whereas a lot of schools want him at safety. So I think he's – more open to that now going into this going into his junior year um apparently stonka is a family nickname i also was wondering the same thing they gave it to him when he was little i don't know why i don't know the backstory but kind of stuck and he actually wants to be called stonka birdside um but he's okay with being called braylon so we'll see how that plays out um but yeah you know he's a guy that hasn't blown up just yet but i think he's in store for that Uh, he was just at alabama it sounds like they could be uh offering pretty soon if things work out during the season. Uh, Georgia and Florida are also in contact. Um, but as of right now, I think it's a Mississippi State Ole Miss battle. You know, he knows everything about both schools. Mississippi State's campus is literally like two miles from his house. Um, Ole Miss, he's close with A.J. Brown. They work out a lot. And so he saw A.J. leave Starkville and go to Ole Miss. Um, and then Shane Beamer is also trying to get, get him in there with South Carolina, try to get him out there to Columbia. But yeah, I think this is a guy that will rise up in the rankings with a strong junior year, which is certainly possible. A versatile athlete that I'm a huge fan of. Um, right now, it seems to be the two uh, Mississippi schools battling it out. Awesome. That's 15 minutes of talking Mississippi top players, and there's plenty more to talk about, but we're going to cut it off there. Cole Patterson, thank you for joining me. I thank am you. Adam Gorney for the Respect My Decision podcast.